Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Punch him in the throat if he doesn't do his homework. Something good for ya. Alright guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me as always is we've got Captain Nunn. What's up, y'all? What you drinking there? I'm drinking a bang energy drink because... Finally finally wrapped you into that mess. Only because we ain't got no hate energy. (laughs) Yeah, um, I was a little disappointed uh, because this is sponsored by Hate Energy and I don't have a hate energy in front of me. Well, see, for the past few episodes, we've not been saying sponsored by Hate Energy. Oh, my bad. (laughs) I take that back. On purpose for that reason. It was was French. (laughs) It's hot. Hey. We can't sponsor ourselves right now. (laughs) (laughs) We can't sponsor ourselves. We got nothing to sell. And the man... And that's already just jumped in front of the moving train and introduced himself vocally. We've got Matt Daigle. Hey, man. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Doing very well. Vocalist for Deadlock. Yes. And I just want to say you guys look absolutely shitty today. Well, I was going <laughs> to say you look absolutely you for... stunning. So uh, yeah, really. You. you know what? I, I, I was feeling cute before I walked in. Yeah, man. Well, I, I'm good for the self-esteem. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'm just kidding, actually, folks. You, you found a way to make sure the face app is 24-7? Oh, nice. You know something? I put the friggin' face app, all right? I, and then I looked at it and I said... Son of a bitch, it's my dad. It well, looked exactly yeah. like my dad. It See, I, I didn't get my dad. I just, I looked at it and I went, eh, all right, if that's what it turns into, I won't be too mad about it. Oh, <laughs> just decrepit as hell. Do you do yours, Cap? I never no. saw <laughs> Why didn't you? I didn't feel like it. You should have, yeah. man. Eh, I, I didn't feel like it. Again, it's one of those where I don't participate in a lot of the internet stuff. So are you the one that I want the Russians to have my shit, man. Yeah, what is that? Do you really (laughs) think that there's anything to all of those conspiracies? Like, if you... Oh, we can totally do a conspiracy podcast, dude. (laughs) We'll totally do a conspiracy episode. I've always wondered, like, when these dumbasses go, hey, let's storm Area 51, man. Like, yeah, because the government wouldn't see, you know, 10,000 people all making uh, this friggin' pilgrimage to the middle of nowhere in the desert and go... Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's keep the UFO ship here. <laughs> hey, guys, I mean, come and get us. Yeah, right? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Not only that, but it's like, it, and it's, we're not original by saying this, but it's like, it is a military training base. You really want to storm place that's being trained armed forces? They can't shoot us all, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, they can. can. <laughs> if you think they have UFOs there, you don't think they can deal with a bunch of uh, Facebook yeah, people. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> They're guarding aliens with lasers and shit. What have you got? Yeah. <laughs> the Naruto run. <laughs> so um, I spent a month in Germany this summer teaching mm-hmm. school, and it was really, really cool. Um, and I, I thought that, you know, you're talking about the, the military. I thought one thing that I thought was really cool is... Uh, the military bases there they have 
they have actually converted a lot of those military bases over to refugee camps really? for a lot of the Syrians that were coming in. I thought it was really cool. That I'm not going to cool. get political. I'm not going to get political. <laughs> I just think just that's cool. I'm going to have fun talking about all the crazy, stupid shit I did in Germany. But uh, but I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know, Germany is really proactive with their refugees and stuff like that. That's cool. Well, so I know you went over there to do teaching and stuff. How much like downtime, leisure time? Did oh my you god, have it was amazing. I had taught like two hours a day, and that was it. <laughs> and so I would go to the school, I'd go to the classrooms, and actually I was doing mostly observation right. and talking American politics and American government. That was okay. So I was, t- and you know what's funny is those kids. By the time they're seniors, there, well, they're thirteenth grade there. By the time they're, they've already had eight years of English, right? Huh. So, okay. you know, I mean, it was it was very easy for me. because I can't speak a damn word. I can't speak any German, you know. Yeah. I, but I did learn a lot about beer, folks. <laughs> beer was pretty awesome there. So that was I pretty I can imagine nice. what yeah. you learned. Yeah. Um, what did you learn? Yeah. Oh, I learned not to continue to drink. Yeah. No, no, it, it actually is. That's, okay. um, that, that's, that's the dirty English that do that. Oh, okay. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, it was awesome. You know, I, I'm a huge World War One nut. Um, I love, you know, I've always studied World War One, and I actually got to go to like the battlefields and of Verdun, and it was like, you know, it's been 103 years uh, since the battle, and and it still felt like a tomb. It was wow. the creepiest feeling I've ever had going to. Well, uh, see, you monuments. can you can feel that sort of energy. Period. Yeah. Like I, I truly believe that. Like mm-hmm. if like if something bad happened somewhere, you know, there was some ang- angry or bad energy that happened. Yeah. You can feel it. You sure. can feel that yeah. shit. So, no, so, I, so I, I, I agree. check this out. While I'm there at Verdun, um, there's a place called Fort Dumont, um, and at Dumont, there was literally there. You know, you look out at this field. And there's sixteen thousand graves, right? Right. Which when we say sixteen thousand, yeah, that seems like a lot of people. Those are the bodies that they could identify. Right. At the yeah. end of the war, they collected the bones and the, you know, whatever, the remains, mm-hmm. and they literally have a building called the Fort Dumont Ossuary. Guys, I got to stand and look through this window of a mountain of bones, 133,000 unidentified bodies Holy that they shit. brought together. Yeah, because it was just brutal at the yeah. beginning of it, too. 55 million it? shells fifty in, in a 12-mile area. 55 million shells so that actually equated to about 8,000 shells per square meter just out of curiosity just because i'm not as much of a history buff as you uh who was uh fighting each other in that, that particular battle was french the, and the germans french and yeah, the germans. okay yeah. the, the germans had had uh invaded they were trying to get into verdun it was a lot of fun anyway <laughs> I, I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna totally ruin a rock and roll podcast by talking about friggin' history we talk about whatever the hell we want, man. That's it's all right. good. That's right. <laughs> no, I dig it because it actually it uh, it segues into. We might as well just talk into this real quick. You wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I wrote a book called When Heroes Fall. Uh, it's it's a it's a murder mystery that takes place in World War One. So you're surrounded by hundreds of thousands of dead bodies, and you're going, hmm, I wonder who killed who done it. <laughs> it's That's a who done it of epic proportions. No, hey, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I got the thumbs up from Barry Hannibal when he read it. So Ooh, and that so that, that was one. enough that's for me. That's my praise. Yes, that's right. So um, See, yeah, that was that was. Barry a lot doesn't of fun. give out a lot of praise. He's a, he's a man of few words. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But you know something? When you're around me, you can't help but give praise. 
that, debatable. Sh- praise, sure. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. No, we're extremely happy to have you here, man. Oh, no, I'm just, I, I'm sorry. Your phone I, is I, blowing yeah, up. Yeah, you know something? Sorry. Nobody ever contacts me until I'm on a podcast. Then <laughs> now that like, you're famous, everybody wants to hit you up. Yeah, that's right. Famous. <laughs> famous. So it hasn't uh, even gone out yet. But I, I will say this. To our I'm tens happy. and tens of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I don't have a minute. <laughs> Just fighting them off with a stick. Yeah, uh, I, I'm happy you uh, mentioned that because what we are going to be doing um, in September 7th, we haven't played since we played with you guys in 2017. Because we Deadlock. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. He has a band called Deadlock, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Guess I, what? I used to play in it. Yeah, that's right. Cap Cap played in it. You see that? That's that made sure we we had to bring an element. Uh, a sexy element to the band, right? It sure as hell wasn't me. <laughs> See, I was trying to throw you props, man. I got to cut you off, man. You get a big, fat, chunky singer up there going, hey, how you doing? Get out here and have a beer. And then we got the sexy bass player over here, like, dropping beats. Are you are you flirting with me, Daigle? Is that what's going on? This is the only reason he wanted to do the show. He doesn't like so. me anymore at all. Pants, pants are optional, right? <laughs> like, I wanted yeah, to come okay. on and just tell you how, how I feel about you. <laughs> Oh my God! So your your eleven listeners have uh, now they have some visual. There you exactly. go. That's awesome. <laughs> right, us So what's going on September 7th? September seventh? Uh, oh yeah, we're, this is devolving fast. <laughs> no, this right? is fantastic. I, I want to keep the spirit going. Uh, September seventh, we are playing um, a show in uh, at Ground Zero in Spartanburg, and it's actually a benefit show. Uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Yeah, Spartanburg, South Carolina. See, he has to help me here. <laughs> at Ground Zero, at Ground y'all. Zero. Um, I, I'm excited about doing it and especially because of the purpose of the show um there's a, a young lady by the name of Keani Aiken she actually um has stage four cancer mm-hmm. and her mom has worked at Ground Zero for a long time and literally has spent every single thing that every single dollar she has you know on her daughter and her daughter's fighting so hard and we're just we're doing this to you know hopefully we can alleviate a little bit of the pressure so it's a benefit show. yeah it's a, it's a benefit showing a lot of bands there's some there's uh, a band coming out of florida to do it a band it's coming down from wisconsin they're both on i think they're actually on tour together um but um and gosh i don't remember their names i'm sorry <laughs> you should have this I, shit I ready suck. man examine it examine it um, what should I examine? yeah uh, huh <laughs> what I'm confused. I'm just letting that one roll. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, there's real, there's a there's eight bands actually. Oh it's wow. gonna Okay, be yeah, you're a little thing. more forgiven now. Yeah. 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 Who are you again? What is this? Why is there a mic in my face? <laughs> yeah. So folks, you don't know this, um, and you won't know this for a while, but I was lucky enough to listen to some new fill-ins, and nobody else knows this, but man, it's good. And I can't wait for you to get to hear it. Why, <laughs> Look thank at you, man. you just promoting like that. I'm not promoting you guys. <laughs> Folks, these guys are dicks. Don't, you're not going to like these guys personally, their but their great. music's good. But they fucking suck. Yeah. Speaking of, and that, by the time this episode comes out, the campaign's going to be done, but did you see our new limited edition shirts? Oh, that were my only God. available for three yes. days. Okay. Yes. Uh, we. I decided to have a quick little run of shirts that say, fuck Alex Stiff and his stupid rock and roll band <laughs> just so that everyone you know can very proudly wear what you know, everyone truly thinks that, that that's a good tattoo <laughs> 
What's funny is that I was been I've been telling them to get something like this set up for a while now, yeah. but have the Keith Richards "Who the fuck is Mick Jagger" yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> who the That's fuck a is great Alex idea. Stuff. That's a great idea. So no, unfortunately, by the I couldn't promote it because it was a spur of the moment thing, only available on our shop for three days. So yeah. this evening is when the campaign ends. And oh, okay, folks, and, you and, heard that? Oh no, it's too late. Never and, mind. And, and if, well, tr- it's it's been our fastest selling shirt so far. Really. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it really, awesome. It really has. It's like you're running for president. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me or the, a, just a cool design. Uh, no, it says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so. Primus used to tour with t-shirts that said Primus sucks. Yeah, well, yeah. And, isn't that funny? Listening to that guy play the bass. I could do that all day. I could just listen to him, you know, and then he's pretty humble. I had a Primus. My brother really loved Primus. I think he still loves Primus because he's like a real bass player. Yeah. And knows how to play that kind of stuff. It's like, there's two Primus albums I like, but for the most part, I it gets a little repetitive. I was going to say, to me, that's that math rock. No, I, I, I agree, but I'll tell you what. Live, that is one of the most fun bands you will ever see live. I've actually, is that one of those... I forget what band it is. It was like Megadeth, Primus, one of those you know very technical bands or... Um, Dream Theater, one of those that the guitarist would turn around and face the amp during solos, just so Boo. people, just so people couldn't like mimic or copy what he was doing. Are you serious? There, I, it's one of those bands. If someone out there is listening, Man. give us a call to our voicemail hotline at five one three four six three seven four three nine if you have the answer to that. But no, after Steve Bow, you're not special. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was one of those. Like I said, math rock bands. It may not be. It's probably not Megadeth, but like Dream Theater. Primus Dream Theater I could see doing something like that you know what I mean they're 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 a little pompous they're they're just stoic and just play they just just stand and shred I know but but it may just be an urban legend or a myth or whatever and I just don't feel like I think Van Halen used to do that but that was like back in the 70s even more reason to say fuck that band even toast Van Halen you're not special what what happened to the days when a lead guitarist could wear a studded cod piece with friggin you know uh, what do you call it there the, the, the flares explosion piece. goes and going off and like playing a lead and like licking your guitar right what happened to those are, days are you, are you are you trying to lucky lawless okay yeah <laughs> yeah whatever happened I to those days just a naked ladies <laughs> come on whatever happened to humping your guitar God. It, Nobody wanted to do it after 1990 for some reason, except I, for Steel Panther. Yes, well, and they've they've <laughs> they made up their own little niche. I mean, so yeah, they? they got their yeah, audience for sure. They do, they do. None of the music's good, but they're shreddy as hell. But they're pretty. they put on a good show. Yeah, I've seen them live. It's fun. I want to brush their hair. <laughs> you mean their wigs? <laughs> yeah, they all. They, it's all wigs. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know who I saw last year that was actually really really good live? Who'd you see? And I was shocked. Uh, Striper. Really, <laughs> I, that that singer, mm-hmm. uh, I forget, Michael Sweet. Yeah, um, he has an amazing voice, and he was playing all of these shredding leads while he was singing, like hitting these notes that were like, you know, making dogs howl and fall over dead. You know, it was they were actually really impressive live. Damn. Yeah. I know. That was that, that's like one of those. Oh, really? I, I think yeah. I'd rather take, you know, sharp needles and stick them in the head of my dick than, than I mean, see them. I mean, we've talked about this where there have been plenty of bands that 
we've been pleasantly surprised by when we've oh, seen absolutely. them play live. Yeah. I can see Striper putting on a good show. Yeah, they did. They really did. They had the the, the bass player uh, that used to play in Firehouse was oh, with them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, mean, I saw Hart the other day, and that was one of those where it's just like, okay, that's pretty good. It's not no, one of my cup of tea, but everybody's playing and singing well. Yeah. So I enjoyed it for that. Yeah. And uh, I, my buddies, they went to, they went and saw Judas Priest last year. And, I was, and, oh, uh, shit, you, were I was you there? Too, yeah, yeah. yeah I we was, were giving away tickets to that show. Oh, were you really? Yep. I, I was excited about that. You know, I wanted to see them. I couldn't because it was during the school week, and I'm a school teacher. Um, <laughs> and uh, Deep Purple opened up the show, and I that was no, they a band. went on afterwards. Oh, they went after? Yeah. Okay. And I heard that they just sucked. It wasn't good. And that broke my heart because that's a band that I, I would have. That was like on my bucket list I to see that Deep band. I love Deep Purple, and they can't do it anymore. Oh, gentlemen, Just like Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Deep Purple definitely made me sadder because at least, really? yeah, because it's just them on stage just singing and playing. At least oh, Kiss had the show and the yeah. fireworks and shit. Deep Deep Purple was just like. Oh, <laughs> that's the guy singing, trying to do Highway Star. Oh, that's him doing Highway Star now, present day. <laughs> It sounded like a mouse being stepped on. Pretty much. That was one of the few times I wish we had have we have a video component to this show just to, just to catch your fucking face. Jesus. <laughs> First thing that came to my head. It just just wasn't good. And I've uh, seen them twice. And both times were painful. Yeah, I stuck around for the majority of the first time just because uh, it was. Alice Cooper and Deep Purple was up in Detroit, and we went for Alice Cooper, but Deep Purple was there, and we were like, "Oh, this will be cool." Yeah. And then I was sad by the by the time I left. I'd like to see Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is so good. Yeah, live, last dude. episode Still. we were talking about Alice Cooper. The show I saw, he he was surprisingly good. Like it was one of those arena shows where you walk around, walk away, going, "Wow, that was really? Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's definitely. cool. It's like yeah. a theater experience." When uh, if he plays a theater that's close by, I'd definitely mm. check that out before, like an outdoor show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier about pompous guitar players and just not knowing who they are, we do have a voicemail hotline segment and a voicemail if you want to give us a call. Any time of day, any time of night is 513-463-7439. If you give us a call, leave us a voicemail message, you get on the show in a fun little segment called What's on Your Mind? We've only got one voicemail this week, but I would say it's an actually uh, rather important one. Daigle, Daigle, you might know this guy, uh, but you might not. But let's just take a listen. This is Malcolm Tent from Danbury, Connecticut, itinerant, low-budget rock star, and I personally am astounded that I have not been invited to be on Something Good For You yet. Keyword being yet. Just saying. But yes, a voicemail from the one and only Malcolm Tent. Where did he nice. say he lives? Uh, He's at Danbury, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on down, dude. <laughs> oh, that's or we'll nice. just have to uh, get some shows booked on up that way. But no, he's been playing uh, bass right now in any scene. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sir Barry Hannibal, he's been taking over yeah. drum duties Drums. for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Malcolm's been playing bass. And they did a short run with him. And then. Um, yeah, he did. The I Hate God tour? Yeah, he did the I Hate God uh, stuff, yeah. Yep, and uh, that would have been a great show to see. I would have. Right. I really want. I, I mean, it. I have seen, I have seen Anacine so many times in my life. You know, we started playing in '93, and the first time we ever got to play with them was this is a cool little story. We were at the Ritz, 
you know. Well, uh, hold, hold on to that. I know you, you are such an excitable little munchkin, but just give me one second. <laughs> He's so disappointed right Folks, now. Folks, you're getting ready to hear the first murder on a podcast. Uh, I just want to I just want to reply to Malcolm real quick. Oh, say, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Go ahead. I wasn't just interrupting you for the sake of interrupting you. Malcolm. <laughs> Uh, be appreciative of this. <laughs> he's so disappointed right now. He is sad. No, I'm gonna sit gonna in the say, corner. Since he's been playing in Annie scene for a good little bit, I know mm. he's been in town some. So Malcolm, I'm definitely we're gonna reach out to you and figure out a time that he is in town, and we're gonna swing on in here because I know he definitely has some good stories between running his own record company and now playing in Annie scene and oh, all cool. that good stuff. That uh, he's definitely got some stories, and a lot of them will play into the Russ Ward episode. I uh, have a lot of questions. <laughs> I remember Malcolm definitely being a background character and all of that also. Absolutely. So, so I think that'd be a fun little continuation. So thank you again so much, Malcolm, for giving us a call. We'll definitely get that rolling. And usually we don't talk about people we'll have in the future, but I guess something good for you listeners. You got a fun little episode coming up with Malcolm. <laughs> Just call in. Now, Dale, since you said you have an Annie no, Scene no, story. No, no, the fucking moment's gone. No, I was going to say we can talk Annie Scene because I have plenty of Annie Scene stories too, asshole. Oh, yeah. So no. now tell yours. No, okay, okay. I was, I got this is back in 93 or 94. Yeah. Um, we went uh, we we just showed up to uh, uh me and my my guitar player zach um and our old uh drummer we just showed up as fans to, to watch the show mm-hmm. and the band that was supposed to open up didn't show up they they apparently they were broken down on the side of the road or something were. uh squirrel okay out of out of i think it was squirrel uh, out of like myrtle beach or something right. i don't it's a long time ago all right um so and then of course uh uh, Jeff uh, comes up to me and he, and he says, uh, hey, you guys want to play? And of course, you know, at that time I was like this little, you know, fanboy. I was like peeing down my leg. <laughs> oh like, my huh? God. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we got up there and we played on Annie Scene's uh, equipment and we <laughs> we had like five songs, right? right. So we were literally, literally done like in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And then, you know, we turn to him and he's like, do it again. So we, <laughs> so we played our set again two times in a row on on uh, on uh, any scenes equipment. And so that's, that's that was right. a cool that memory. Twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, like twenty <laughs> minutes. You know, but it was fun. You know, a good memory. Was it uh, still as Deadlock, or was this a different band? No, or? this was this was like when Deadlock first got together. In 94. So I was gonna say you guys wound up sharing a good amount of shows throughout the years, didn't you? Oh, with them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Seducer, mm-hmm. Obey Bazaar. Um, yeah, a lot of, and we've, you know, with you, I mean, because we actually broke up in like 98 and never reformed until 2014. And you're still technically broken up. Yeah, I guess we are. I, I guess we are. I mean, we're, we're getting back together to do our first show in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, um, Zach Patterson, who lives in Virginia beach now, um, and myself, we're the only original members. Right. And, um, currently our lineup um we're lucky man we got johnny from queen city rejects and yes. he's playing the bass nice. and man that dude i love his soul he's mm-hmm. he's got a he good, a good he's guy. got a good aura he's got a good soul and uh Ellen, i told his ozzy his boy i was gonna give him a shout out so he, he was all excited he's a good kid uh and then uh steve coleman from fifth man uh studios is gonna play guitar yes. with us and his son jack Jack is one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. I love that kid. He's a killer drummer. Yes, he is. He's, he's gotten so he, good. Yeah, he is. He's a killer especially drummer. Just, especially watching him grow as a drummer. Because yeah. I remember when he was... He, he 
he had been playing some before when before we met him. Yeah, but it's like it, it sounded like a kid playing drums. Yeah, you know. Now it sounds like a drummer. Yeah, and know? a good one at that. Yeah, yeah. A, a fucking good yeah. drummer. Yeah, he's and, and he's recorded a bunch. I played with him a bunch, and yeah, yeah, he only gets better. Yeah, and and he's so he's humble, you know, and. He, I like that. I, I like I like his little hum- yeah. humble soul. You know? he, he knows how to he knows how to talk shit and uh, you know kind of like play with flair and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. But you know they keep me around because they need that sexy element. <laughs> now that, See, I, now now that I'm gone, <laughs> not, yeah. Not, now that now that the little skinny bass player's gone, <laughs> we, we replaced the skinny bass player with a big chunky bass player. <laughs> all right, and then and then of all course, sexy. Uh, yeah, then I'm gonna get up there with the microphone, and I and I'm considering, I'm considering just wearing a thong at the yeah. show. I no, think that, I think no, that might work. I don't think I'm, so. I'm sure the hardcore community yeah. will. Yeah, that's right. So mad. That I'm not playing now. Yeah, I put my thong on backwards, but it fit. It was, it was, it was really odd. It was really odd. I was strangely more comfortable. Yeah. I think you just named the episode. I put my thong on backwards, but it fit. Yeah, but it fit. That's right. But it felt so right. Yes, it did. Oh so, what was probably uh, the craziest Annie scene show you can remember being a part of? Oh man, we did a Halloween show at Jeremiah's with with Auntie Scene. What year was that? Oh, 96 maybe. Okay, because I was going to say, I always hear stories about Halloween Jeremiah shows, yeah. but it feels like it was like 98, 99 is when no, I No, no, this those. is before that. This okay. is what, as a matter of fact, I don't even think that Jeremiah's was still a thing by 99. I think that okay. most of the bands were going over to like tabloids on Central okay. by that point. I might have but, wrong, but, um, but yeah, 96 was the one when friggin', uh, it was, it was, uh, it was us, um, uh, Joe Williams, who was playing with Seducer at the time, was playing bass with us for that show. Oh, okay. And an anti scene, and then there there was there was an uh, another band from Shelby. I can't remember the name of the band, but um, when we were playing, friggin' uh, it, it was really wild. It was a wild show, you know. It, it was really violent. It, it was great. But then when we're done, right, like it, within ten minutes. If I felt like I was at a, uh, at a at a moving storage convention, it was unbelievable because all of these guys come up for anti for anti scene, wrap the entire stage in barbed wire, right? Mm, I've they seen had, videos of this. Yes, they had barbed wire all over it, and friggin' Jeff Clayton comes out with a pumpkin on his head, had carved a huge ass pumpkin, and walked out on stage. And I remember I was actually. I think that I was actually up in the booth, like doing the lights for them or something, or, or I was doing something. I was right. helping out in the booth. And I remember looking at him and going, that is one scary friggin' individual, <laughs> you know? Very intimidating. Yeah. He's so sweet, but he's, but he just looks so big and scary, you know? Like a teddy bear that will fucking murder you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Again, caps. You're making. This is the first episode. I'm really wishing I just had a cap cam. <laughs> that sounds really, I'm really intriguing. Cap cam. Cap that sounds cam. dirty. Cap. It's like the 24 hour webcams and shit. It's the cap cam. It'd be the mm-hmm. most boring. 24-hour cam ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Some fucking weirdo out there would Somebody's pay for it. it. <laughs> they would pay for it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Ooh. but it, as far as it, as far as some of the craziest shows uh, that we've ever played, we actually, this is funny, we actually opened up for Vince Neil. 
What? Yes. And you tell know, me about that. Yes. Please. Yeah, and it was at Jeremiah's. You, you remember know. when he went through the whole, you know, Vince Neil, Vince Neil on his own <laughs> thing? You know, that's who he is now, Vince Neil. <laughs> Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstart my burger. <laughs> Big yeah. Mac, yeah. one all three my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. heart attack. He, he wouldn't even get off the bus, right? Really? He wouldn't get off the bus, and we we played, and he wanted I forget what like decibel level he wanted through the the monitors. And he was so pissed because, and they had like rented equipment to bring yeah. in because it was such a big show. And he just, he decided he didn't want to play, didn't play the show. So what? we headlined. So we actually headlined over Vince Neil. Take that, you fat fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not the only time that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah, he wouldn't get off the, the bus. I'm sure he, you know, though, that was all around that time. But he was there his... and just, just said, no. And yeah. Just bailed? yeah, he was on the bus and wouldn't he get was up. There, Jeremiah. His band, the bass player he had at the time was like deaf, right? And he couldn't. He he had like these special like had to have some hearing aids or some stuff. devices. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> he hung out and drank, right, and watched the show. And <clears throat> it was like, was it Vince but, just having problems, or does there were there well, was there money issues? I think, or? I think it was it was also around that time when. You know, his kid died and all of that no. stuff. Because you remember this. So, you know, he I, at the time I was pissed off at him. But then as I learned later, you know, he was going through a lot of bad right. shit at that time. Yeah, but it's like, regardless, it's like if you're going through that much shit, you cancel your tour, you do, you make exceptions. It's like if you're there. And because the way it sounded to me, especially with the way at least you were telling the story, was he was getting pissy because shit wasn't at a certain de- decibel yes. level. Yeah, yeah. It's like regardless of what's going on in your life, that's just, that's just unprofessional, period. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, come on, what the fuck? I mean, I get the, that that what he went through sucks, and I guess... And again, and if it's bad enough, you cancel your tour. You put your life on hold to mm-hmm. deal with that shit. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I, you can't fault him for that. But at the same time, it's like, still handle your shit right. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that was before they got their uh, masters back and uh, uh, formed Motley Records and all that, because Electra owned all that, all that shit for the longest time and didn't make any money off of that. Oh, really? So they had it. So I'm... I wonder if it was one of those deals where Vince had to tour just to make money at that point. Yeah, probably. Did y'all hear about that? Uh, the fire that went on uh, with the Universal and all the masters from like a lot of fucking like classic records got burned down. No, it's like a Universal building caught fire, and I want to say it was everything from Appetite for Destruction, Nevermind, a lot of classic records. The original masters were in this building and oh. it burned and it caught a fire. This was ten years ago too, and. T- or just 11 years ago now, 2008. Why, why am I just now hearing about that? Well, that's, every, that's everybody crazy. is just now hearing about this. I don't know how they kept this under wraps for 11 years, but yeah. it's crazy. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they're with all these records. I mean, Appetite came out with a new uh, remastered uh, version last year on vinyl and had mm-hmm. a whole package with it. So I'm not sure what masters they had uh, that wasn't off of, uh, I want to say it was Atlantic or something. Or all the sub uh, labels under uh, Universal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's a lot of, you know, you hear about all these remasters and stuff like that. I wonder where they're getting them from if they're not these original masters that are still under the uh, Universal umbrella. So the way at least I understand it is there's multiple different uh, tiers to what these master tapes are. So 
with a lot of what you see with these current remasters from like Kiss or Guns N' Roses or whomever, a lot of that comes from a vinyl or the last major master copy that was made before the digital age that going in and being remastered. Gotcha. So you're still only dealing with really only one strip of tape. You're just remastering that. What these vaults have are the master tapes, not the master track. A lot of these the remasters deal with master tracks. These are the original master tapes, the four tracks, the eight tracks, the 16 tracks, mm. the ones where you can pull out and go, oh shit, you know what? Here's some long lost demos. This is what was that's fresh out of what, the studio and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. what was in these vaults. And you're just now here. Yeah, how are they just now hearing about it they 11 years later? They kept that shit under wraps for yeah. a long time. And now the lawsuits are rolling in, and these are major albums. Yeah. Ma lots of... Dude, right there. Remember the face? Cap, the cap cam? Yep. Did you see that? <laughs> major. It's <laughs> melting over here. Yes. No, but... I that stuff is just so disheartening because again there are so many other master copies out there but it's the final copy yeah these were the master tapes where you could go through and separate out guitar tracks so this these are the tapes you would get to remix yeah. an yeah. album for the remaster there's countless copies of that yeah. that, that can be got you just need files just, for like a master yeah that you can remaster yeah those the you can get bounced down copies that are unmastered completely but you can't go in and remix it you can't decide oh this guitar now needs to be louder no you just have an unmastered copy that we can go in and redo a remaster on so it's like one of the i don't know it's just one of those wildest deals now that makes you wonder what the I don't know what where they hang on the other masters and stuff like that. Sorry, I had a stoner crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of bands now, um, like Metallica, even I think they purchased back everything. Right, like uh, I think uh, Motley did that too when they formed their uh, label mm -hmm. in the early two thousands. Yeah, so I think bands like that they purchased back everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when the contracts are normally up with their thirty year uh, deals and whatnot. Yeah, so that's why I like a band like Metallica. They're, they release so much material now. Like yeah. They do those box sets with all those demos and stuff, and it's because they have those master tapes they can go back and re-listen to. Yeah. So that's the kind of material that could potentially now be lost in all that oh my sort God. of wreckage. That's crazy. If they, if they could have been part of that if they had been in Universal yeah. and in those record files. Man. Those releases we're getting now from Metallica, those deluxe box sets, yeah. that couldn't happen because that's the kind of material that's found I bet you more, more people are going to take, um, take uh, that route, you know, if they can afford it, of course. But obviously Metallica can afford to buy their stuff back. I was say, if you're able to afford it and buy it off uh, what whatever major has it at the time too yeah but see the cool thing with, too. you're gonna see a lot more people do that a bit but the cool thing with them on doing that though is they release live recordings of every single one of their uh shows now yeah and they have the rights to do it yeah. they can do anything they want with their music yeah because they work basically as an independent band they work as a diy indie band they yeah. own their own pressing plant they own their own record presser yep Wow. Yeah, because they have that whole little HQ Studios thing. Yeah. yeah they bought a couple record uh, presses. Meanwhile. Just make their own industry. Meanwhile, folks, ladies and gentlemen, 
we can't get locals to come out to shows. It's, who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? You guys will sell your firstborn child to go and see Metallica for the 18th time, but you won't go and see a local band. You know something? I'm, I, and again, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Trust me. Uh, I've seen your ass. Um, <laughs> it's non-existent. Uh, yes. <laughs> Folks, it is a tiny, tiny little <laughs> patch of whiteness. It's tiny scary. Tiny patch of whiteness. Um, but honestly, and I, I'm not joking when I say this, uh, the new music you're doing, guys, Get off your ass and well, actually, anybody who's listening to this, I'm sure, goes to shows. You know yes. what I mean? But you know, tell tell people, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Uh, man, it's just un- it's unbelievable. There are so many talented. I, let's talk about some local bands. If you guys can, okay. we, yeah, can we do ahead. that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I'm I'm like not deadlock. shameless. I'm a shameless self promoter, of course. Um, but no, seriously, like bands like uh, No Anger Control, mm-hmm. Tiff, and I'm not just saying this because she's my buddy. But that girl is one of the, I say girl, she's, that woman is one of the best fronts I've seen oh, yeah, in a she's long a great, time. She's a great performer. She owns the stage, you know? I, lo- I love that band. She crushed it on y'all's record. Yes, she did. By yeah. the way, when is all that coming out? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <sighs> it's so fun. We're talking about that after the show's done. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, I want to. But it's, you know, basically what what it was called was In the Name of the Father. Right. And we did like eight covers of bands that were influential to us. There's a couple of originals on there, too, that were really good. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, we're going to definitely release those. But as far as the covers go, um, you know, we we really wanted to throw love out to the bands that, you know, shaped us and molded us. And um, and it but it's it's one of those things, man. It's. I hear you. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I cap hears you. I, I, I'm always what my it? biggest. I'm always my biggest critic. You know, it's so good though, man. And it's one of those deals where it's like I enjoyed playing with you guys and playing that kind of stuff because I had no idea about hardcore really before I started playing with you guys and really before Charlotte. But yeah. now I get it. Yeah, and I've gone down several rabbit holes with several classic hardcore bands from playing with you guys. Yeah. And that's opened up a whole nother world. And I think the people should hear it because I think the material's good. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, one thing um, that I think Deadlock is, is different from a lot of other hardcore bands is I, uh, yes, I know there's a million problems in the world, but music and going to shows is a way to release have a release. Enjoy yourself with your friends. If you drink a beer, have a beer. Enjoy your time. Get away from your the horrible everyday you know issues that you have. And I know a lot of hardcore bands are just very, very, very serious. And you know the whole you know I'll kick your ass, beat you, you know that <laughs> that whole thing. You know I love I love hardcore, but. I, I've always taken the approach. I am hard. I, I love hardcore, and it's it's part of me. It's not just music. It's part of me. But I'm hardcore with a smile. Is yeah. what I've always said. <laughs> I love it. You know, um, I've got it tattooed on my ribs for crying out loud. Hardcore with a smile is is a message too. You know, and, PMA right? Yeah, positive mental attitude. You know, uh, love. You know, love. That's what your shirt is, says right is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, well, that was supposed to be rooted in like the origins of hardcore like in the 80s and everything Family too, right? absolutely yeah. yeah bad brains Absolutely. Pro-mags, 
You know, I mean, Cro-Mags, they, they don't have a whole lot of love for each other now. But, oh, wow. But, or, or the bands that open for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but, uh, um, you know, I, I mean, that's that where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what you, I knew where you were going with that. Um, so, uh, you know, that, I mean, that's how I feel about hardcore. Um, you know, somebody was telling, actually, I think it was, believe it or not, I think it was John Joseph uh, on a documentary was talking about, he was into punk, but punk was angry, but they didn't have an avenue to release their anger. Hardcore, yes, there's anger, but how do you get past that? Yeah. How do you evolve? Yep. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and bitch and complain all day long. As a matter of fact, I have a, a, a rule in my classroom, and I don't call it the bitch rule, folks. Um, <laughs> but it's close. I call it because the... Because only because you just shouldn't. That's right. That's right. No, I call it the five-minute gripe rule in my class. You can gripe to me, or well, you know, we're adults. Well, you can bitch to me for two minutes in my class. But you better give me three minutes of suggestion and how and, and how we can get past that. Yep. Give me some results. Give me action. I love it. Yes, folks. Well, I have to tell adults how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and it's funny you say that. I don't know what made me think of this, but the one thing that irritates me the fastest in life is seeing people do something that is not only wasting their time, but everyone else's time, they could be doing it more efficiently. You try to assist them in doing it more efficiently and they get annoyed with you mm-hmm. going like, oh, you know, it's, no, 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 da, 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 da. And it's like, I don't know why you're resisting. I'm literally trying to help you and make it life easier on you. Yeah. Or like people that will just not leave space for a car to pull out. And yeah. it's like, because you're doing this, now you're fucking over so many yeah. other people. Be considerate. Yes. Be considerate. Yeah. Be and considerate I, does get wrapped in, but just be efficient. Yeah. Be efficient with your actions, your movements. And yeah. it's like, I'll see people pick up something that they're going to another place on. They'll drop it off, walk back, grab something else, bring it to that place. I'm yeah. like, grab multiple. Yeah. And bring it with you. That that's the kind of shit that just gets beside me the quickest. So I don't know why you mentioning that talking about like the, well, it's the getting results thing. It's no, like, you're right. It, it it made me think about that sort of thing. So it's just the mental version yeah. of be efficient. Yeah. You yeah. can bitch about it, but while you're bitching about it, think about a way to re- yeah. do it. Do five, something five about it. Five minute bitch rule. Yes, I love it. Five minute bitch rule. I love it. It's a like five minute bitch rule and admit that you're a stubborn asshole. <laughs> That last part's optional. However, <laughs> it sounds like AA for assholes. <laughs> nice, nice. There's Hi. multiple Hi. steps to this. My name is Cap. Hi, I'm, I'm an asshole. asshole. I've Hi, been Cap. an asshole for 32 years. <laughs> Hi, Daggle. <laughs> I heard there would be donuts and coffee. Yeah. A lot. You <laughs> asshole. See? asshole. See, this is why you, I'm here. You, re- you regressed, you son of a bitch. Uh, Where's your sponsor? He yeah. left. He's an asshole. <laughs> You parked in my parking place, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Would move or let me in. Maybe this is why we don't do groups of assholes, just that's alcoholics. Right. Yeah. At least with alcoholics, there's like the, at least the line of like, ooh, no, that's the bad habit. Yeah. At least there's that's guilt. Right. <laughs> that's right. When oh you're just God. trying to keep people from other being being other assholes, yeah. you just get more assholes in a room together. It just kind of. Turns into the Something Good For You podcast. Just a big pile of stubbornness. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Well, let's see. We talked about conspiracies. We talked about uh, Deadlock. You wanted to talk about local bands that mentioned one band. Oh, yeah. And then we talked about the album not that's not going to come. I you guys, too. No and anger control. No, you, we stop mentioning us. This is, this is, we are in the show. We don't have to be promoted the entire time. Okay. <laughs> so see, essentially, folks, one he's thing, an asshole. <laughs> an asshole that, fine, keep oh, talking about, about us. I talked about uh, anti-scene, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was mainly just making a point of how many topics we've already hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have, we've hit a lot Jump of all over the place. Let's have some fun, man. <laughs> yeah. I actually so. kind of want to go back to conspiracies, though, because Cat okay. brought up that weird thing about uh, the uh, he didn't want Russians getting his photo. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did you I really think that? No. But everybody talked about that, but I'm just, again, I don't care about trendy internet stuff or anything like that yeah. so i just watched everybody else do it well, well do you, mm. so did you hear about the whole because it was a was russian a app now they're getting like photos of our faces and stuff and who the, gives a rat's ass that's what i'm saying take my picture <laughs> i don't give a shit see but so and that and that's kind of my argument in it but i always kind of feel like that comes from someone that's younger of age that doesn't you know fully understand digital privacy and you know human you know whatever you know rights of you know privacy whatnot but to me, it's like you are only okay. Actually, there, there's this documentary out right now on Netflix that Mikey and I watched. It was really good, and uh, it was it was talking about the whole Cambridge analytical thing that mm. was going on with Facebook uh, yeah, earlier yeah. this year, <clears throat> and it was really interesting because even watching. Because I actually listened to the entire hearing. I yeah. have, I got that time on my hands. And then, <laughs> no, at work, uh, yeah. I do a lot of computer stuff. So oh, okay. it's, And I work a nine to five. So yeah. it's like those hearings started like fucking 10 o'clock yeah. and ended at four o'clock. So yeah. it's like I just put that in my ear all day in my headphones and I yeah. just do my shit and I just listen to it all day. So yeah. no, I didn't. This is not pulling from Facebook and you know Instagram headlines. Listening to the whole thing, I really don't understand... How much more data Cambridge Analytica was getting versus what we as users already have access to seeing on Facebook? Because as musicians, I'm sure you've looked at your paid post options. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have the ability to section it out by age, by region, by yeah. a certain you know mile. Yep. You have this ability already, and it seems like that's what Cambridge Analytica was using to promote certain political posts to different mm -hmm. things. Regardless of where it was coming from, anyone has that ability, which just brings it back to that main overarching umbrella thing of talking about digital privacy. It seems like people forget that they can only get the information you put out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you give them your phone number, they will get your phone number. <laughs> if you give them your address, they will have your address. And yes, Facebook may have the option for you to put that shit on the page. You don't have to. I don't. <laughs> They don't have that. He just chose to. It's like, what the fuck? I don't use Facebook as my personal diary. I don't check in yeah. every single time I go somewhere. But I'm you not are like in the minority on that, unfortunately. But, like, one thing that frustrates me is when somebody, like, will put something on Facebook, like, just went to the store. Boy, am I hungry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah, it's a yeah. promotional tool. No, we can be rude a little bit. I don't yeah, care. No. no, it does make sense. I use sense. it as a promotional tool, and that's yeah. about it. Or just a fish for like new music and shit. Well, honestly, it's a great. It is a great way to network. Yes. You know, I mean, I've met so many really cool people by networking and finding like mutual friends and stuff like that. 
but um, but yeah. And it, I have it, no it, problem with a stupid post, but the stupid post at least better be funny. Yeah. You know something? Why don't we like let's approach the Zuck, right? Let's approach <laughs> the, Zuckerberg. The Zuck. I will not call Zuckerberg. Him the Zuck. The Zuck. The, right? Zuck. the, the fuck. The, yeah. So I got an idea. Let's Zuck you let's fuck. have like a Facebook backslash politics. And then we can remove all the political bullshit from mm-hmm. Facebook, put it there, right? And then like you can have two separate entities because you have two people, like when what's his name died the other week, Epstein, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Good piece of shit. I hope he's burning in hell. Yeah, you right. know, um, <laughs> everyone can agree. Uh, on yeah, I, I mean, Republicans and Democrats alike yeah. can agree. But all my Republican friends were like, "Oh man, you know they they're hiding. You know, hi- he, he killed himself because it was a Clinton conspiracy." The, the entire right? internet was like, "Fuck you, he hanged himself." Yeah. <laughs> and then all the Democrats. <laughs> And then Seriously. all the Democrats said it was Trump, you know? It, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, they're, it, basically everybody can get together and agree that he probably didn't kill himself. Literally, um, nobody, was, nobody, even though like it came out yesterday that it, it, the autopsy showed that he did, but everybody's probably still going to go on that train with all this conspiracy thought. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and obviously, yes, he, the autopsy said he died by hanging. Right. right? But Someone could have paid uh, exactly. Everybody's going to say that, but, too. You know, <laughs> I, in my opinion, I think that, he, you know, I think he obviously killed himself. However, I think that he was definitely pressured to kill himself. I mean, he had to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really I really hope that, you know, and, in and that I'm, seventh layer of hell that he is in right now, that there's a whole bunch of big prison-looking dudes behind mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah, I don't, yes. you know, they, you know, I'm treating them like I did Spider-Man like downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> check, check our Instagram. See the way uh, yeah. Matt Daigle was uh, dealing with Spider-Man. That's yes. the way he's hoping that yes. uh, Epstein's yeah. got long coming in his future. And not no teenage, pun intended. And not teenage Spider-Man. <laughs> no, not teenage Spider-Man neither. Yeah, what, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he's, he's sort of cute. <laughs> so I'm going to devolve here. Um, oh, I wanted to see where we could go Facebook uh, politics. Uh, no. <laughs> How I, we want to section I, it. Listen, folks, would you rather talk <laughs> Facebook politics or do you want to hear a really cool professional wrestling story? Tell us a professional I, I wrestling, wrestling, wrestling story. story. Okay. I was just trying to get you in a corner. You, I was curious. Because you're a very intelligent back man. In, back into fun time. I was, I was just trying to pull from I your am, intelligence on this But all. you know something? Sometimes... A cigar is just a cigar. We just need to sit back and enjoy it, right? That's right. All right. That was Sigmund Freud, by the way. When somebody asked him about a cigar, mm-hmm. they, they said, well, you, you know, because everything with him was phallic, right? Right. Everything was a dick. And um, somebody is said, well, well, you, you, you know, you have these, you know, you smoke these long cigars all the time. Could we consider that phallic? And he turned to him. He said, my son, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got a great story. You've already heard my uh, Ricky Morton yep. story. Yes. Okay. Uh, which because is, that which was is... back on Fifth Man Radio, which was the original podcast that uh, Steve Coleman had, was heading up yeah. uh, with Cap. Yep. And you did an episode with John Hayes, yeah. which we still need to get him in to do an episode. Yeah, he's That'd a great guy. Fun. I love David, John. you're so podcast famous. I am. I am. I am. Yes. <laughs> it has to do with um, that phallic thing in front of his face. Is, That's why I became is. a singer in the first Sometimes place. Sometimes a microphone is just a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that no, you it's can not. pretend is a but dick. In this, but in this case... <laughs> 
guess not. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, so you're Ricky Morton. Okay. So I'll tell you the Ricky man. Morton story. Now I got to tell you a great, and we're in the Queen City, so how yes. appropriate, a great Ric Flair story. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Ric Flair story. Woo! So years ago, you know, you know, he had a son uh, by the name of Reed who had, who has passed away now. But um, he was in middle school and he was wrestling at a tournament at Gardner-Webb University. Well, I'm driving because I want to see my nephew wrestle in this tournament. And uh, I, I bought some Hardy's biscuits and I'm drinking my coffee, trying to get there. And oh, oh, my stomach started hurting. I had to shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, my stomach's hurting. I got to shit. I got to shit. And I'm driving there and I finally pull up and I'm like, you know, remember Cheech and Chong, like when he's holding his ass cheeks together? Yes. You know, and I'm like going as fast as I can to go to the bathroom. The friggin' stadium uh, door was locked. And luckily there was a guy walking by and was like, oh, no, 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 they're in the auxiliary gym doing the wrestling tournament. So I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And, and I'm like, I, I get <laughs> there, right? And oh, oh, by the way, my brother Mark was with me and he's laughing hysterically, right? <laughs> and he's walking along and we walk into this auxiliary gym and the big ass gym, there's probably a couple thousand people in the gym, right? Literally, the men's room, one toilet, one oh friggin' toilet. This giant gym. And I run in there and I opened it up and I sit down and I'm shaking my, my dumb and dumber legs are you know shaking away. I'm shitting my head off. And as I'm shitting, and it was bad, folks. You know, when you when you shit and you gross your yourself just, out. Like, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty I'm pretty, sh the I'm pretty short anyway, so my feet couldn't touch the floor just when I sat on the pot. So just crisscrossing like a cartoon. Uh, that's right. So as I'm shitting, somebody comes in and goes, oh, phew, and walks out of the bathroom, right? And then uh, maybe 10 seconds after that, the door slings open, my brother Mark goes, Matt, Matt. And I was like, what? And he said, Ric Flair was just in here. And I said, what? And he said, Ric Flair smelled your shit. <laughs> I'm so I totally thought he was making this up. I finish, I walk out. He points up in the stands. There's friggin' Ric Flair sitting there. He's and, like, oh, yeah. And I, so I, when I say I meant Ric Flair, my uh, poo, odor, my odor at Ric Flair. <laughs> I never got to shake the guy's hand, but um, but well, I, I rattled his. <laughs> you rattled his cage. I, I rattled his cage. I'm sure. I think he's in town this weekend. Actually, at a con. Oh, is he really? I think so. Maybe he'll remember my smell. <laughs> where, where, where was this? Huh? Where was it? Was this it was at Gardner Webb University in, okay. uh, in Cleveland County. You need to be like, hey, I once took a shit at uh, this <laughs> and, it, and see if his face just turns into like disgust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Well, of actually, all things, yeah. throughout his entire, you know, historic life, he remembers that. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I heard a story. Now, I, I can't confirm this because, uh, but I heard a story from a buddy that w worked at a hotel, and I, I was somewhere in Atlanta, and he kept getting complaints about somebody was being so loud. This was in the 1980s. So he goes up to warn them, and the door opens up. It's Ric Flair naked oh with cowboy boots on <laughs> and he, he like is covered in baby oil and he has two women in the room with him <laughs> yeah he lived out his character for real oh my gosh to yeah, where it's so, like to where it's like killed him almost yeah twice well, yeah <laughs> he's tougher than shit yeah. oh good lord I say he's legally brain dead or something like that yeah. now it's well, crazy really? yeah after that uh second uh heart attack that he had yeah he's had like two in the past like three or four years yeah yeah shit. 
Yeah, and then and he he's had, still like, and he's not drinking anymore or anything, and so well, he's seventy years old, also. Yeah, <sighs> I know. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I've, I have some crazy uh, stories. I, Keep one, them going, man. Buddy Landell. Remember the old Nature Boy, Buddy Landell? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he re- um, may he rest in peace too. Yeah, right? he's dead. Yeah, <sighs> yeah buddy. All these re- wrestlers and World War II vets. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was uh, last podcast on the left. Uh, they said something like, "Every good wrestler's story eventually ends in but R.I.P." Right. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. No shit. Yeah. He, um, uh, Buddy Landell, actually, he lied to me. He said he was a chiropractor. Uh, we were in a re- we were uh, wrestling. Uh, was it just like you're Buddy Landell? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Well, he lied to me. He was, he was you know, because obviously when you wrestle, you know, you always have aches and pains. And he cracked my back, and it felt so good. And I was like, Yeah, that felt really. Fun. And then I find out later he was just bullshitting. He did. He didn't. He wasn't a chiropractor. Oh, I was that's like, great. This big bastard could have paralyzed me. And I, <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder how much that that was going on when they were just like straighten each other out, like before matches oh, and I'm stuff sure. like that. I'm sure. It's like, um, I got this little well, yeah, fucking kink each, on my... each other. They're they're like doing it for each other, and they're like, All right, gonna whip your ass tonight. Yeah, whip yeah. your ass too, man. Yeah. <laughs> have y'all watched the? Um, Vice Viceland series that's out right now, yes. the Dark Side of the Ring. No, yeah, not, the one about not. Bruiser Brody. I haven't watched that one, that but I was, was thinking that of, was my favorite. Yeah. I was thinking of the Macho Man uh, one uh, with him and uh, Miss Elizabeth and the Jake the Snake story where they're backstage and they're talking about how uh, Rand- Randy he was so paranoid. He's like yeah. Jake, is this like this snake's been de- uh, venomized, right? Oh, I did see, I did yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you try to test it on yourself just to be sure. And Jake's like, "What the fuck, you?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if you watch the footage, it's brutal. And this is on Saturday mornings. Yeah, yeah, I I did see that. Uh, you're right. I don't think I saw the whole episode, but yeah, Randy uh, Savage was was notoriously. Now he's dead too. Yeah, uh, he, R.I.P. He, he was, he, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, he was notoriously uh, paranoid. Like thought everybody was out trying to, to sleep a, with uh, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, you watch his uh, promos. There's a little bit of realness to him. Yeah, yeah, he was a crazy bastard. Those old promos though were so. Fit. Fantastic stuff. I love yeah. <laughs> I got to meet Abby, uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to Abdullah was it his, uh, his restaurant? Yes. Uh, it's not there anymore, unfortunately. But uh, in that, it, I went to um, Ozfest in Atlanta in like 1999. And, you know, uh, we, we got the directions there. My, my friend Zach and I, we, we drive over there. And Abdullah the Butcher comes out, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing. And he's even wearing, like, the wife beater, right? And he has a cigar in his mouth. And, and I'm thinking, you know, he's going to come up and be... He was like, hi, gentlemen. How are you? And I was like, what the... F-? You know, that is insane. Yes. That voice coming out of your mouth. And he was so cool. I, I got pictures with him and everything. And, and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd do, like, the little fork pose with you if you oh, asked him to and yeah. everything. Yeah, he had a pencil. Oh, he, he, he had a pencil. pencil. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he fish hooked me. And and he didn't even ask me. He just fucking fish hooked me. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, this guy could rip my face off. (laughs) So apparently, you know, he got sued recently. Really? Yeah. He has uh, a rare form of hepatitis C. Wow. Um, And he gave it. And he knew that he had it. Oh, no. He gave it to another guy who was wrestling because he bladed himself. Mm -hmm. And he bladed the other guy with the same blade. And... And, you know, you would think that that would be hard to, um, you know, identify, oh, well, how'd you get that? But uh, he knew that he had it. And the other guy, it was such a rare strain of that hep C. He actually won millions of dollars. However, you know, 
I mean, the but- Abdullah the Butcher doesn't have millions of dollars sitting no, around. No, you know? not at all. None of, these, None of those wrestlers no. do. Uh, most of it went up their nose, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Jeff Hardy, you know. That or went to their promoters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true too. Uh huh. So. There's a Jeff Hardy series that's on YouTube. I discovered uh, recently. It was about the whole Jeff Hardy, Edge, Kane, and uh, uh, Lita. Yeah. Uh, angle and all that and this guy does like a whole three-part series on this really mediocre narrative but yeah. overanalyzed the hell out of it to where it was interesting from yeah. the industry side of things so they talk yeah. about how they wrote it out and who was involved and the analysis of the uh the matches and everything yeah. too i forget what it's called but it's fun as hell to watch i've been oh, watching a lot yeah. of wrestling docs lately oh they're fun man they really I, I love those shoot interviews you know i was gonna say i've wanted to get more into you know wrestling and stuff but it's like i th- I like it, but just it's not enough that it grabs me the entire yeah. time. Well, like, not I like anymore. seeing it, yeah. especially not anymore. Nah, it's new friggin' stuff. horrible now. There's but. so much competition now They're, with the AEW and uh, NXT coming up. Uh, WWE has to up their game now. They're just like, oh shit, we yeah. got competition. Well, like the, I mean, the only bit of like current wrestling I even got a glimpse of is uh, I was at this music venue for a birthday party, mm-hmm. and they just had like the current pay per view or whatever up yeah. on the screen. And it's like the audio wasn't even on, but it's like I kept looking up mm-hmm. and I kept going when are they fighting yeah it it was just all talking and and all exposition and like and then they would show like clips from previous matches between these two people and then they would would come back and they would still be talking and i'm like oh yeah that shit gets old i'm like what the fuck is happening and then it's like finally they would fight and it would be like a two-minute fight and then it's like 10 more minutes of talking yeah. and I'm just like what you know, the fuck you know Jeff Williams right uh, Dead Kings do I know? I used to Dude. play baseball. oh that's right what am I saying I'm an idiot so you don't know him no okay. no I don't okay. yeah. who he, he and I actually uh, we were um, I was answering something he had put up on Facebook and, and we were talking about some of our wrestling memories from when we were kids he and I are about the same age and, and we were remembering when Dusty Rhodes got jumped by the four horsemen and they, I was going to say, back when all this shit was cool and yeah, like all the superstars and the, were superstars and shit right, like JJ that. That's right, J.J. Dillon and the Four Horsemen, Arn and Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Ric Flair beat the shit out of them. They, but then, of course, right when they went to break his hand right on the, on TV, uh, they stop it and Tony Schiavone is like, folks, this is just too violent. We can't show you anymore. <laughs> I thought that was great because, you know, as a kid, I bought it. I was like, oh my God, they broke his arm. And, you know. <laughs> See, when I was growing up, that was like peak Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, era yeah. attitude era yeah. wrestling where like everybody was watching it and yeah. it was just like ever present. Well, it was, yeah, it was. And that's when it blew up. I yep. mean, he was, I mean, he doubled his, Vince McMahon doubled his fortune during those years. Yeah, that was like uh, The Rock and uh, Mankind and all that. And yeah. uh, I guess when I, when, we started doing all the fireball wrestling shows. That's when yeah. I started getting back into it because like, this was way different yeah. than anything I watched growing up. This was my first underground yeah. wrestling yeah. event that I ever attended or anything like that. That's another guy. event that I ever attended. That's another guy I so love. fun. That's one thing I yeah. missed about all those was seeing all those really, uh, those yeah. really brutal, sometimes really brutal matches they yeah. would do. That's a, that's another guy I love to death. I, I, fireball. I love, yeah, yeah. He's I been on him. the show once. Yeah. Has he? He's a great guy. He's no, it, I loved doing those shows because you did a few of those shows with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the fireball the, shows, yeah, 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 the grindhouse wrestling shows. Yeah. Those are always such a blast, and it's like even though, of course, you know, there was a added, there was an element of you know storytelling to his matches. Yeah. Also, they were endlessly entertaining. Yeah, they yeah. were 
awesome matches. Yeah. And like Cap was saying, some of them were just bad, brutal. Like that yeah. one that uh, kind of had to get called short. Yeah. <laughs> this was full on underground, like ECW style yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Necro Butcher, right? Yes, yeah. Necro Butcher <laughs> yeah. had a, had a uh, few. Back in the day, I used to love watching like FMW and Wing, you know, that mm -hmm. Japanese wrestling yep. when they friggin' take a weed eater out and start weed eating the guy's skin off his back. God, those Jesus. Were so brutal. <laughs> yeah, they were. I want to get the. Make you queasy almost. You I'm know? thinking about just going ahead and getting the WWE Network subscription because they have everything. Oh, really? Including the Japanese death matches, I think. No, those are great. Uh, I had the, um, of course, the, the King of Death tournaments, tournament when uh, Cactus Jack won the whole thing. Right. And Terry Funk. And you're watching that and you actually feel. Like, I felt bad for him. I mean, he put his well, self They chose to do hell. it, too. Yeah, but, but yeah, you choose to do it. But uh, I'll tell you, man. Uh, Nick Foley is still, his still book, brilliant, though. Yeah, his book. Uh, have you ever read his book, A Tale I, of Blood and Sweat Socks? I haven't. But I love it's really Nick good. Foley. I love, I love listening to him in interviews. Yeah, it's really good. He's it's very smart. He still has his shit together after yeah. all that. After all those concussions. You know? Yeah, and he was like one of the more brutal uh, performers, too. Oh, my God, yeah. And he seems like the nicest guy, too. Did you yeah. ever watch the uh, Beyond the Mat doc? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah when he's like taking the like when 20 the hits to the head with chair the chair from the rock yeah. and his family's watching him. It's yeah. damn brutal. It's, yeah. like it's, it's like it's an act, but it looks too real for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that might be a good episode title. It looks too real for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, is his man. mankind face, so he has, like, the mask on, too, and just getting hit with it and everything. Ooh, yeah. You just saw, I mean, they were, he got, they call it, uh, you know, juicing the hard way. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, there was no blade to do that. He had his hands cuffed, and he was taking those chair shots. Mm. Yeah. No, Unbelievable. Always got a pop, though. That's right. Yes, he did. Like well, my back every time I stand up. <laughs> my knees. Well, I'd tell uh, wrestling probably grabbed you at pretty early age then, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually, I mean, I wrestled in high school. And then I've seen um, you do some moves on Fireball. Yeah, <laughs> those were all fun. Um, yeah. That videotape will come out one day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never be president, folks. Um, well, actually, well. that shit's out the, that shit's out the window at this point. Uh -huh. That might that might help me, right? <laughs> I might go out there and uh, let's uh, <laughs> no, that's get ready to go down the rabbit fine. hole, folks. That one's fine. That um, one's fine. But yeah, no, we we did that. I I actually. Uh, did some mixed martial arts um, and I had a fight, uh, but I realized it wasn't for me after I, I broke my hand, my left hand and my right foot in the fight. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And I punched and punched and punched that guy and he looked fine after the fight and I looked like I was shot through a, <laughs> a, a cannon and my, I had two black eyes, broken left hand, broken right foot. And I he won, didn't even I, touch no, you. No, I won the fight. I won the fight, oh, right? Um, it sounded like you were fighting yourself. It sounds like it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, he looked fine. He was like, hey, good fight. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. This is not for me, man. <laughs> so yeah, I decided to, you know, never do that again. <laughs> So. Well, what kind of music actually grabbed you at an earlier age? Because okay, what kind of sent you down the hole to uh, hardcore yes. and hardcore? 1987 that was the year. I was 13 years old. I heard that in Chuck right. D. voice. 1987. Yeah, that's right. Um, my brother was actually in the Navy at okay. the time, and he came home to visit, and he left some of his tapes. Well, my brother at that time being up in virginia he would go to washington dc to shows in the 80s right and dc was still popping with that kind of stuff. well right. it, it, he, he he um turned me on to 
the he left two albums at the house: the Chromags, uh, Age of Quarrel, nice, and yeah, 1987. That's right, yeah, Chromags, Age of Quarrel, and um, Ramones. I think it was like maybe Brain Drain or one of those albums. Okay, um, or the end of the century. I'm not sure, but he left those. And you know, it, the heaviest thing I had ever heard in my life up to that point was like you know maybe metallica or something you know and i'm listening to these bands and i'm like gosh so metallica didn't awesome. like really grab you no i mean i, I enjoyed it you yeah. know but it i wasn't like a metallica fan yeah what really drew me in was i think the rawness of the chromags and then the 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 ramones their lyrics were you know that really drew me in um then i got into agnostic front mm-hmm. um and you know and they're like the godfathers yeah you watched that doc yet oh yes are you it's kidding so me good. that's fantastic yeah absolutely there's a really good agnostic front doc on uh showtime that's oh yeah sad i don't really yeah. i don't have showtime yeah well, they're actually on tour right now they're oh, yeah. in, in italy i think that's all it they can still like kill it like overseas yeah. like everywhere and they'll still yeah. like get on uh legacy bills yeah on runs here in the states that's mm-hmm. all they do but they love it yeah well Vinny Stigma is what sixty two years old now. Oh yeah, still lives in the same yeah. apartment in yeah. New York. He's he's that hey, I'm a fucking New Yorker kind yeah. of guy too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's great. Like I saw them at uh, Tremont Music Hall yeah. um, back in two thousand and two. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and they were playing with Hatebreed, and um, so I walk up to Vinny because I'm like, I'll never get to you know meet this guy, so I get the chance. He's playing pool. I walk up and I'm like, Was he just hey, like Vinny. super friendly? And I, I said, I said, you know, I bought him bought him a corona brought it over to him and he's he looks at it and he goes nah and i thought oh he's you know maybe he doesn't want to talk he I, so i walked away he comes back up to me and he goes yo i get these fucking beers for free you don't have to buy these beers let me get you beers oh. so and it was just so cool you know and then so i stood there talking to him for a long time and i'm like dude this guy is like he's my hero in hardcore right and so, so i'm sitting there drinking beers with him and uh he starts telling me the year before Remember 9 11? He mm-hmm. was there, right? When yeah. it happened, he, you remember the footage when all the people are running away in the yeah, buildings yeah, yeah. and all that billowing smoke? Then he was, he was literally running into the smoke. He was running into the smoke because his son was at the public school no. uh, right near there. Oh, right? wow. You remember the public schools? Like they had, they kept all the children there on lockdown and everything? Yeah. He was running in to get his son. Did he, uh, I don't know the story. Did he save his Get, get his oh yeah, yeah, school. he got his son, yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was so cool because yeah. it made it so real. Oh, absolutely, to me, you know. Yeah, here, here he is, and uh, you know, in Little Italy, mm-hmm. you know, and right. and he's running into the. Wow, uh, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's crazy, but you know, that's the kind. You know, that's the kind of. Uh, message that i've always been attracted to like mm-hmm. roger moret's message um jamie jasta has done a fantastic job in revitalizing and keeping you know hardcore real the real message He's able to cross over with the metal yes, audience with metal. Too. yeah with metal and i think that's one thing that the deadlock has done a pretty decent job of is as i don't want to just play with punk and, and hardcore bands i you know, it's all about unity and community. And Deadlock know? has that old school hardcore sound that sounds like Madball and uh, Agnostic Front and uh, Chromags and yeah. things like that too. And uh, there's enough, you know, drum talent and uh, heaviness, chuggy riffs mm-hmm. to where it could cross over into a, into a hate breed audience and things like that too. But it still has that stomping, just old school kind of deal to it that yeah. didn't become like new metal like it did later yeah. on in the late '90s, where they yeah. kind of like blended hardcore and. Uh, 
rap, uh, hip hop and, and stuff like that. And shit like that. Well, yeah. I'll say, you know, I'm, I may not be the biggest metal fan to begin with. Like Anthrax and Metallica is really about the extent mm. of what my metal that I yeah. like. And, you know, even to a lesser degree, you know, hardcore, the only hardcore band I can really pull off the top of my head that I can, you know, play one or more than one song and be like, yeah, I know this is blood for blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with you guys, there was something always about the music that I was really attracted to, uh, whether it be the four song EP that you guys released mm-hmm. or the songs that I've heard, you know, you guys do from the uh, Steve sessions. There was always just something about the music and the vibe to you guys that I think resonates with people that like just even different genres of music, not just hardcore. Mm-hmm. Cause again, with the different bands I played in throughout the years, I've heard many different variations of metal and hardcore, and you know, post hardcore and classic hardcore and grindcore and metalcore and <laughs> yeah. genres. Core core, core yeah, techno core. It's like the 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 cores are endless. So it's like I've had people with many eclectic tastes, you know, play me a bunch of different stuff, and it's just it's not really grabbed me that much. Aside from you know the ones I mentioned earlier, but there, there was just something about deadlock that I always did enjoy and and that's why I was maybe wanting to kind of figure out what some more of your influences were you know and kind of what drew up to liking hardcore because I feel that there's a little bit more of because I know that you primarily write lyrics Mm -hmm. but just the you still have an overarching hand in the way the music sounds oh yeah definitely you know you're still the orchestrator you still go ooh, I don't like this riffage let's maybe change it up some I can still tell you orchestrate everything you know and Zach is a great guitarist and I know he's got you know even some rock and roll roots mm-hmm. so that's maybe where some of that comes from but you know maybe with you what was maybe some of the stuff you listened to as a kid that you know you kind of listened to and enjoyed oh my gosh um yeah uh like as far as metal goes the first the first like very like thrashy metal band that i got into was a band and they're still around death angel yeah you know i really liked them right on um so is it so you basically when you started remembering listening to music you immediately just kind of jumped into heavy music oh yeah 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 um i never was i i i can honestly say i've never been like um you know I, i've never really been a top 40 guy because honestly yeah. honestly I probably won't listen. I, I, I probably enjoy silence more than if it's not something that I really want to, you know, get into. Um, and again, it's were your even, folks even much in hardcore, into music? No, no, my parents were not at all. Really, um, not at all. You know, I grew up in a house where we every every night after dinner we would watch the news. It was mm. very political in the house. When, really, and and uh, we didn't necessarily work on academics. That was what was funny is my parents were both high school dropouts. And I was the first one to go to college um, out of, and I'm the youngest in the family. Now, since then, all of my siblings have gone back in their older years and and gotten degrees. Right. But I always knew, and I, I, I didn't go straight from high school to college. I spent years in deadlock and... Uh, but And then I realized, you know, I, I definitely want to go to school and I love... I hated school so much, but I loved being around the kids. Yeah. And I really enjoy being a positive influence, uh, you know, and, and I have, I do enjoy what I do. Yeah. I'll probably teach till the day I die. I don't think I'll ever retire. Yeah. And as long as you enjoy doing it, that's, yeah, you're, you're going to be able to do a good job. Yeah, exactly. What, what's the saying? If you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think that's the big thing too, is, you know, because 
Y'all talked about it a little bit on Fifth Man, but we'll kind of talk about it here too. Is you know, with you being a teacher and especially you know being a musician, also that's kind of an interesting you know take where you know maybe you start seeing that a little bit more these days. But you know, I'm sure when you first became a teacher, that was definitely an anomaly. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, um, and I find it interesting too that you know you were saying you know that's something that you still thoroughly enjoy. I find that a lot of times where the school system fails isn't because the curriculum is bad not because the school itself is bad, but because the teachers just don't give a shit. If the teachers don't give a shit, that's going to be reflected in the child. So for the fact that you still give a shit and you still enjoy doing what you do, regardless of the titular around it, that alone means that those kids are in good hands. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. No, I, I, I do. I do enjoy it. Uh, I'm actually, I got roped into coaching football this year. My son's playing 10 and under football. So I'm out there and I, Folks, I haven't played football since, you know, Moses was in high school. I, you <laughs> but, know? but at least you'll be their height, so yeah. be, oh, uh, you can the do all the drills with them. And- yeah. <laughs> uh, he's right, folks. He's right. But, yeah, so, so I'm out there coaching football and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, my, my daughter. Oh, I, I got a really cool, got something really cool to tell you about my daughter. She's, okay. oh, yeah. she's 12, uh, going on 41. And ah. uh, <laughs> she actually, folks, you're going to be impressed now. Okay. You're going to hear this and you're going to go, wow, he's intelligent. He's good looking. He's got it all going for him. <laughs> my daughter friggin' won the national championship this year. She went to Oklahoma City and won the national championship for science. Wow. Yeah. Yes. You got a smart little cookie on yes, your hands. Yes, I do. Don't you? That's my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, honey, why don't you build a, 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 your fat dad a, a little uh, garage apartment? You know, I'll be good. <laughs> Be my landlord. <laughs> yeah. And then um, my my son, he's smart as hell, but he's, of course, a boy. So he's like, homework? Fuck that, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's pretty awesome. Then I have a do- another daughter. I've got three kids. Um, uh, and she is starting kindergarten this year. Oh. Yeah, she's pretty cool, you know? She's, <laughs> she gets off the school bus, at, at, you know, at my school. And, and she, she takes, like, a little shuttle over to my school. She gets off, and she has... She has um, uh, neuromuscular disease and she has to wear braces on her legs it's the right. same disease that I have but it has affected her a lot worse right. okay. and um, she has to wear these big hard braces that go all the way up to her knee and she's so cute she gets off and she's got Spider-Man all over them it's really cool so she gets nice. off and she's walking towards me and she's all sweaty from the day and she's like dad good day at school and I'm Aww. like that is my reason right yeah. there, awesome. you know? that is great man that's right it is I love it. It seems like you got some good positivity going on in your life, though. Uh, listen, you you got to make your own positivity. If you, you do. Don't, you know what I mean? Because like we're talking about, like with hardcore, you know, I, I I'm around a lot of guys, especially in hardcore. They're like, you know, you did me wrong. F you. I'm never gonna talk to you. You know, you cross me. You know, I'll be your brother, but if you cross me, you know, I'll cut you out. Mm-hmm. You know something? When people do that to you, and we. We have a, a, a common person that, that, that we know that, I, I, you know, I love him to death, but, you know, he, is, he, he has hurt me badly, but I'm not going to turn my back on him yeah. because, yeah. yes, you hurt me. But if he has done that to me and to people he loves, that's probably the person who needs me the most. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And so when people do that, when they, when they you know, uh, treat you wrong or, or you feel like you've been disrespected, Remember 
where they're coming from. I'm yeah. not saying take it. I'm not no. saying sit there and, you know, let people run over you. But that, that comes from coming creating from. your positivity is yeah. making sure that they don't run that's over right. you. That's right. That's right. But also have them understand that, that you understand. And that's, to me, what yeah. the highest level of love is. Yeah, just, that's right. Or what love is. It's just highest form of understanding. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Not being able to all, always be able to change the situation, but be able to just yeah. go, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yep. Sucks. So. But, uh, you know, do something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, before we before we wrap up, I, I want to say one more thing about about mm-hmm. that show. Um, you know, if you guys can come out, that'll be great. But if you can't come out, please, um, we have an event page, mm-hmm. and you can actually donate. I don't care if it's five bucks or ten bucks. You can actually scan. There's a scan code on there um, to her um, to her uh, GoFundMe. And I, it would be amazing if anybody could give anything. I don't care if it's, I mean, just anything. Absolutely. It would be fantastic. We'll definitely forward me the info, and I'll make sure and put it in the show notes shoot. so anyone listening yeah, right now sure. can just take a Thank look you. in the bio. They can do a straight click on through. Awesome. And if they want to come to the show, uh, when and where is it? Yep, uh, Ground Zero, Spartanburg, South Carolina, on September 7th. See, you We're don't need be, me. Yeah, yeah, you see <laughs> you that? did a good job. I did a good job that time. Uh, there are eight bands, Anonymous Concept, Three Kings, Reason Define is okay. playing that show. They're great, man. Uh, they're, I, I their bass player just uh, tuned my, my bass up oh, a really? couple weeks ago. Yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah, Examine It from Wisconsin. Um, uh, I forget the band out of Florida, but they're um, I listened to their stuff online. They were really good. Oh, Cadaver Creator. Okay. Uh, they're playing. Um, they're great guys, too. Um, Chris is a good guy. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of bands playing that night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll probably um, tag along for that one. Yeah, I hope so. And um, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Well, we're not entirely done yet. Something oh. we like to do to close out the show is okay. we like to dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out... What the hell have we been listening to? Okay. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All um, right, Cap, so what the hell have you been listening to? Well... I didn't realize this till the other day, but the Hangmen are playing with the Super Suckers in yes. the Cheat State in Pittsburgh. Uh huh. So I went down a little Hangman uh, rabbit hole this week. Uh, pretty damn good. I particularly enjoy East of Western. That's the latest one they put out, mm-hmm. and I think that's on Acetate Records, which they're on the same label as yep. Super Suckers. So that tour makes sense. But yeah, East of Western's awesome. Uh, I think my favorite ones on there are Homesick Blues and uh, Grave Robbers. Excellent. And uh, yeah, if you like. Super suckers. If you like uh, just that style of rock and roll, you'll like Hangman for sure. For sure, they're they're cut from the same cloth, but they're definitely unique enough. For sure. Well, Daigle, what the hell you been listening to, sir? I had to look because I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, you, you know, and it's not even new. It's a couple. The album's a couple years old. That's but, fine. Uh, a band called Sabaton. Mm-hmm. You, oh, are, nice. are you familiar with? Them? I know of Sabaton. Oh man, yeah. I, I was listening to their their album. Uh, uh, the stand or the the last stand. What was era really was Sabaton? Cool. I'm gonna make every metal fan just mad right now. What uh, era was that? What's that? When did they? Uh, Sabaton. What was? What era of metal was that? Or uh, oh no, there's. I mean, there. This album just came out. Oh, like just about came three out three years ago. Oh, yeah, okay. two or three years ago. 
Yeah. I hear you, metal fans. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Sabaton. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. You know, it's all history-based stuff. And right. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite songs or anything? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the, feel, uh, the Fields of Verdun was my favorite one. Excellent. Was my favorite one. <laughs> well, I'd have to say this week I've been digging back in listening to uh, some old older Alice Cooper, but popped on the Live at Montreux 2005 album. Nice. That lineup, he had Eric Singer on drums, <laughs> and it right. was the Dirty it was the Dirty Diamonds lineup. Uh-huh. Okay. Fantastic live record, starting with the De- Department of Youth, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Billion Dollar Babies, Be My Lover, bunch of classics, but it was on the Dirty Diamonds tour, so they include that song and Woman to Mass Distraction. Welcome to my nightmare. I mean, the, the list really does go on. They end out with Under My Wheels. To me, this is just one of those live records that only skip like one or two songs because I just couldn't care in the beginning with like Feed My Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I can go the rest of my life and never hear that song again. <laughs> it's fun to watch live, but that's about it. Gimme. I don't, I don't care about that one. And I think there's like some, uh, I think there's like some. How about 18. Oh, yeah, 18's, of yeah. course, in there. But no, I I, th- I just think that's a fantastic uh, album. So if anyone's listening as Alice Cooper fan is not check that album out, it is highly recommended, at least on my end. Definitely fantastic. go check them out if you get a chance to see them, because it rules. Yes, yes. And hopefully here soon, because I know that uh, you've got that show in mm-hmm. September with Deadlock. But we've been discussing trying to get another show yes, together here soon. I would soon, love to. So. I'd love to play with you guys again. It's always fun whenever I play with you guys. <laughs> so we'll get something on that rolling. But in the meantime, the only other show we've got on the books right now is October 11th in Norton, West Virginia at The Rim. We're going to be playing with Fast Eddie and uh, other bands to be determined, but I have been talking. You don't even know this, Cap. I been, I've I been don't. talking with Brad, and if he can get a band that we've been talking about getting on this bill, a lot of people are not going to want to miss this one. Oh, And my I might tell God. you who after the show. Y'all can't hear it. <laughs> Fantastic. So, oh, is it Limp Biscuit? Yes, Limp Bizkit. <laughs> no, oh he, fuck yeah! He, he was just, yeah, boy. He was just gonna play the Auto Bell uh, parking lot down the road, but Brad was able to get him to come up right up and uh, do this instead. So this has been another fun episode of the Something Good for You podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, it is at Something Gfy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me at AlexStiff1945 on Instagram. Follow me at Jimmy the Weed on Instagram. And you can follow the you deadlock. Can't fucking follow I know, me. I just you can follow me. I'm on Facebook, Deadlock NCHC. There Please look go. me up. Please look us up. We would there love to uh, meet and, you know, we can share a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and, know. As, and as I said, we also have a voicemail hotline number, and that number is 513 463 7439, where you can give us a call any time of day, any time of night, and leave us a voicemail. And if you do, you get put on the show. So make it good and make it count. Cap, do you have an outro for us? Uh, yeah, the reason Daigle's not on Facebook is because he killed Jeffrey Epstein. He just told me that. <laughs> I told him he was fired. <laughs> See you guys. Oh
getting blown up. My <laughs> wife is super fucking pissed at me. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.